Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Truth Prevails. I'm Amanda. I'm Stasia. Stasia, you sound so happy already. <laughs> I am smiling. I feel like laughing. I think I got the giggles. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, of course, we were creative once again, but we're not going to get into it. But if you heard our last podcast, then you'll know why. If you haven't, how about you go listen to it, and then you'll know why we say we're being super creative. Um, so yeah, what's our topic for today, Miss Asia? Pride. Dun, dun, dun. It's like, we should have, we should have, like, this song that kind of makes it seem like, oh no, you probably don't want to hear this, but it's something we have to all hear. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) (laughs) So pride need to pray for softened hearts on this one for sure definitely well you and I had to pray yeah <laughs> this is something we both struggle with and are trying not to but see catch that we're trying <laughs> in our strength we're trying yeah. that's not we need, ugh, we need that's pride sure that's pride uh, <laughs> I can't stand when it's like I'll be venting about something and you'll call me out on my pride and I'm like, why can't I notice it? <laughs> like instantly I, <laughs> I'm prideful about not being able to notice my pride. Is that a correct statement? I don't know. Okay. You know. Yeah, I would say it is correct. But then, you know, you do the same thing to me and I'm just like, oh gosh, I know. Oh gosh, I know. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I'm hiding my face from you and I'm just like, oh gosh, I know. I know. Ugh. So pride, um, like we mentioned in our last podcast, is that we can't seem to do exhaustive podcasts because you just can't. I think there's always like a lot that can come up. There's always questions that can be asked. You know, something we say could obviously be want to be debated or someone would have a question to it or you know but pride pride is can sometimes be super subtle or you can just blatantly be prideful and there's no sense of remorse or even conviction um but pride okay so culture likes to say we need to have pride in ourselves. Would you agree, Miss Asia? Yeah, I think so. I mean, there's always this thing of as long as you have pride, you're good, good because that means that you take care of yourself, you put yourself first, you know, you can have pride in your work, you can have pride in this and so forth and uh, yeah, It's pretty much a lot of a self-elevating, self-esteemed, kind of sounds selfish in a way. Do you think? Yeah, go ahead. I think a lot of the times it's presented as like being proud of yourself, which doesn't sound bad because when you were younger, it's kind of like you either do something bad and you're disappointed or you feel guilty or you do something good and you get a pat on your back and you feel really good about yourself. You feel proud of yourself. You should be proud of what you did, you know? Mm -hmm. And 
Um, <laughs> even as I'm saying it, I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> I'm trying to like tune myself out. Um, <laughs> but I think sometimes it reaches an extent, especially like, I mean, the way I kind of think about it in like your Christian walk is there have been plenty of trials where I feel like my pride gets a slap in the face, um, especially the one that I'm in. And the beginning of this one, it was a lot of getting to a place where I was silent before God, well, not silent, but I was quieting down. And I was pretty much just staring out and saying, all right, God, you're going to have to do something then, or you're probably going to do something great or maybe I don't know just because I can't see a way out of this for once I don't have a backup plan like um and that's just the way I saw it like there was no way I could wrap my head around it so whatever comes about it has to all be credited to God but I think in all situations the credit and the glory and the praise is to be to God and sometimes we put it on ourselves because we're used to that whole be proud of yourself mentality that if we get through a struggle, it's because I worked really hard and I did this and I did that. And, um, and I think sometimes it reaches a level where you're so busy being proud of yourself that you don't stop to give praise and be thankful to God and recognize that's where your strength came from, that he's the source of everything good that, that flows and all everything that ends up you know, working out or getting you through it. The fact that it's him that enables you to be able to do what you said was working hard or whatever. Um, I don't know. I just think that's, if like, if anybody's wondering, I guess, about well, what's the downside of being prideful, I think part of it is if you're so busy being proud of yourself that you forget to acknowledge all that God is actually doing you know yeah yeah um there was I can't even recall where I was reading it but it was said that when you highly esteem yourself and you think that nothing is wrong is usually pride and that means that a lot is wrong and I was like, oh, my gosh, that was like a jab to the heart. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not necessarily all the time that you could sit there and think, well, no, I'm not wrong. Or, no, I'm not. What I'm doing is not wrong or anything like that. But what I believe ultimately attributes to it or obviously thinking that way that you're not wrong or you're not doing anything wrong is that we do intend to elevate our will before elevating God's will. And we think that we know better and we think that our ways are better. And that is definitely a great form or definitely the best way to express biblical pride is when we try to elevate ourselves or we try to elevate the way that that we want to do things. So just basically our will. Our will is better than what God has for us. And it goes hand in hand and piggybacks with what you're saying, Mastasia. The fact that we fail to recognize that God is the one that provides. That God is the one that does things. That it's through his source of strength and wisdom 
and power is how we accomplish things. And this may be difficult for non-believers to understand, um, but as Christians, it should be our main focus. It shouldn't be that difficult. But yes, we all struggle with pride. And yes, it's not something that it's just like, okay, we're done with it. I'm not going to have pride anymore. Not without even realizing it. And that's why I said in the beginning that it could be so subtle that we don't recognize it, but other people can. And um, I say pride, even if we're like, hey, we're going to be proud of ourselves because we did good. You know, we, we did something biblical so we can be proud of ourselves. Well, technically, let's just stay humble because easily pride clings and it evolves really fast inside of us because we have a nature of feeding on that. We like the acknowledgement. We like to have um, praise and that boosts up our ego and that boosts our pride. And so it's always, if we can be before the Lord and ask him always to give us humility, 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 um, I think that that's a very selfless thing to do. And I believe that that's where we are seeking God's will above our own. And we're completely submitting ourselves to him. So is there like a, a time where you witnessed or you yourself have experienced like a really bad instance of pride, Anastasia? I'm sure there are. My mind's going blank to protect myself. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I I definitely want to get into that, and I wanna I wanna try to remember that. Um, but I think one thing that while you were talking that I was thinking of is, um, you know, like you and you're talking about being proud of yourself for doing something biblical and stuff, but how we easily like go into pride concerning that. And um, I think one thing. Um, for me that I've been learning to do, at least I hope so, is learning to swap out a prideful excitement with a grateful excitement. So rather than being like, oh, I did this, I, I did so good, I did so well, look at me and my strength and all that. And of course, I'm exaggerating a little just to try to make the image clearer. Mm -hmm. um, instead, it could be like, wow, Lord, you enabled me to do this you've been changing my heart that I desire to do this and that is just so amazing all praise and glory to you you know and I feel like that's almost more fuller of like I don't want to necessarily say accomplishment because then I feel like you go right back into the whole being proud of yourself thing but like it feels I don't know in my experience it's felt more of it's felt more like that feeling you get when you're accomplished only the focus is to God and what he's been accomplishing, I guess you could say. And then I think, would you say that pride goes hand in hand with control? There's an aspect to it, yeah. Because if that's the case, then I definitely have struggled with like wanting to control things. And I think my pride is what spurs that on a lot. Um, I mean, there have been instances where you know, it's like I want to have God on my timetable, 
in my plans if things don't happen when I assume would be best for them to happen then I start to wonder you know if anything's gonna happen I guess I don't know but um (sighs) yeah pride I mean I know that recently there was a time where I had the opportunity to serve but instead my reaction was full of pride like why do I gotta why should I? Am I even being appreciated? Instead of being thankful for being able to serve, it was like, just rub me the wrong way. Like, oh, you think I have to do this? I don't have to do anything. I'm doing it because I'm nice. Like, that's not even a nice thing to think. And yet here I am saying I'm nice because I don't know. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know things that can rub me the wrong way and then I can recognize pride coming up and then it leads into anger. I feel like pride is like a gateway to like a lot of things. I would agree. I would completely agree. Um, And I think personally, I have experienced uh, the consequences of pride quite a bit of times. (laughs) Sometimes I wonder, you know, God's like, okay, you didn't get it. So let's try this again okay, you still didn't get it. Let's try this one more time. (laughs) I just feel that way sometimes. Um, But no, I think it's, for me, I think there's very, there's varying times that I've encountered different types of pride and whether I've been an observer to it or I myself. And, um, you know, there's a scripture that says pride comes before a fall. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's that's not a joke (laughs) it's totally not a joke um there's been times where I have sat there and I've said you know what lord you're taking too long uh you're not doing this the way that I want you to do it so I'm gonna go ahead and do what I want to do and guess what I reap the consequences for it and of course when the consequences come over you you're just like you can get prideful in that as well you're just like oh Oh, okay, so because I'm trying to get something done and now I'm getting punished for it, you know, you easily can go in that direction, which I've done a few times. And then it's until the point of continuing with the consequences and it's disciplining me and it's showing me to the point of humbling me where I can get to a place and say, I'm sorry, Lord you are so right. I am so wrong. It is better to wait on you. It is better to wait and see how you want to do this. It is better that your will be done and not mine. And sometimes I don't know how long that could take. Even now in my trial that I'm in, which to be honest, it just feels like a different type of things that we kind of spoke about in the last um, two podcasts slightly. Um, I'm just still finding my, my times of becoming prideful and then letting that grow into anxiety and then fear and then full-blown despair. And then it's almost, I have to get back to that place of humility and going before the Lord and saying, okay, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You have a purpose in all of this. Um, just help me, help me to stay humble before you. 
to keep my eyes fixed on you. Because keeping our eyes fixed on him, keeping our focus on him, keeping our minds set on him, we can't do it on our own. We can't, but our pride tells us we can. So then we attempt to do it in our own strength. Then guess what? Everything starts to fall apart. Our focus is gone. Uh, we start despairing. Our hope is, is, wane, is waning. It's just, it's not a good picture at all. But yeah, you said pride is a gateway to other things. I think there are things that lead up to pride, but then there's just also things that come after pride, you know, and um, it's not fun. It is a very ugly thing, but yet unless we experience those consequences of pride and we're continuously refined by it, we don't get it. We don't. We continuously think that we have every right to be proud of ourselves. And we did this and we did that. But the, the truth of the matter is, is no one does anything apart from God. If you are breathing right now, if your heart is beating, it's because God's allowed you to. If you are working, if you are not working, it's because God has allowed it to. If you are in a hospital bed, if you are healthy, completely healthy, it's because God has allowed it to. And I say allowed because we can bring things upon ourselves and he allows things to take its course. I don't ultimately say that God made it happen because there's very different things that God can uh, can make happen, but I believe that there's more things that he allows to happen in the realization that we can come to a place of, we totally cannot do this without the Lord. And that is a place of humility. And that is a place of realizing that apart from God, we can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um. There's there's a really huge belief that pride can keep us going. <laughs> like pride will be our fuel, you know? Pride will be what gets us through this darkest moment or, you know, because we can do this. We can totally do this. But the fact of the matter is, is if, if, if our faith is not in Christ, then we cannot do it and we will not do it. Mm. Fall more and more into that prideful sense, into a point of believing that we no longer need Christ. And that's what pride does. It drives you away. Mm. In the Bible, it talks about... Um, How many different things can pride cause in ourselves? The main one that I often remember is pride kills. Pride produces death. And I think when, you know, you hear sermons often where it talks about Lucifer getting kicked out of heaven because of pride. (laughs) Whoa, like you want to be at the same level as the devil. Ooh, that was a that was a rhyme. <laughs> Sorry, I was like, "Ooh, yes, that's what you want to be." Okay, hey, if that's what you want to be, you know. Um, again, everybody has a choice, right? You know, mm-hmm. everybody can make a, a decision on what they want to do, how they want to be. But yeah, it's it's not 
I don't know, Anastasia, do you have anything to kind of toss in here? Yeah. Um, um, <clears throat> I, one thing is like, for one, we're not even saved by our, our own selves. It's, we're saved by grace so that we may not boast, not by works. Now, works follows the faith, but it's not because of works that you get to the faith kind of thing. But um, I was thinking, too, about um, another way that pride is associated. And sometimes it's that phrase, have some pride in yourself. Like, have some pride. Don't let people walk all over you. Mm. And one thing that I started I started thinking of was, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, please. I'm still learning and in, 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 in need of refreshing my memory and having, you know, that. But if I'm remembering correctly, um, wasn't Paul talking about how if anybody has something to boast about, it's him because he went through this and that and he did this and he did that and endured all these hardships and all of this persecution and he knows, you know, what it's like to be hungry and he knows what it's like to be well fed and all of these things that he's been doing for you know the sake of Christ and the gospel and um so and and yet he doesn't boast in those things you know he credits it all to the glory of God or something along those lines am I missing anything or mistaken in some way keep going um and so basically I I believe he's basically discussing, like, if anybody has anything to boast about, to be prideful about, it's him. But even he doesn't credit that to himself. He doesn't boast about that. And um, and so, I don't know. I feel like that's – and I don't know. I wouldn't look at Paul and say, oh, people walked all over him. Oh, he was such a pushover. You know, he had done a lot, and he had a lot that he could stand on and put himself on this pedestal. But instead, he didn't. He still remained humble, and he credited it to the Lord and and I think it's also because recognizing our sinful nature and the grace that God provides because I mean if you think about Paul when he was Saul and everything he did and it was Christ that made him go blind to open his eyes you know and like and that completely did it all over so now all these things that Paul could boast about only came about because of what Christ did when he was Saul to make him into Paul so it's like really all to just God's glory and to his praise you know and um and there was something that I had wanted to say too I suppose if it's important it shall return um oh uh it also seems like pride can be a very much so of a hindrance in our walk like for instance I feel like rather than being prideful, we are to be humble. And with that often comes a vulnerability. We're literally putting our lives on the line for Christ because we, as Christ followers, acknowledge that they persecuted him. They'll likely persecute us. And what may come with that is, is death for his sake. And so that's kind of vulnerable when you put your life on the line like that. And even sharing the gospel with like a neighbor that's very vulnerable because it's very much so open for them to reject it completely and to reject you and if you're full with pride and that kind of thing scares you because you don't want to be seen that way then that could really become a hindrance 
and um, I myself struggle with this. I I believe I struggle with thinking, oh, money's my stability, when in reality, it's a tool, <laughs> if you would, but God is my stability. He is the source of everything that I need, everything that I truly need apart from this world. And I catch myself at times thinking like, oh, I want to have fruit that people can see Christ in me. But whenever I think of anybody who I know who doesn't know Christ and what do they see when they look at me, immediately where my mind goes is, am I successful? Do I have a lot of financial gain? And um, is that how they see me? Is that what will make them think I'm fruitful? And I think that kind of connects with that pride too, because I want everybody to see me as some like, oh, look at her. Clearly she's right with God because she has this and that and she's doing this and that. And I have to correct myself because I'm like, why is it that when I'm thinking about the fruit and fruit, like as in fruit of the spirit and all of that, my mind instead goes to worldly gain and a worldly success and that kind of appearance and wanting to be known in that. And I'm, I don't know, it's having to remind myself if, if it were to mean gaining all that, but being apart from Christ, then how shameful would it be to finally be before Christ and have to be like, yep, I chose that over you. That was more important over you. And um, I chose outward appearance over you. So it's like having to correct myself, like, no, I don't want that. I would rather not have those things and be with Christ and be able to stand before him and be like, I loved you above everything. Oh, I want that. That's been my prayer. <laughs> I want to learn that so bad because, man, I it's like I care more about outward appearance and keeping, like, peace as in people looking at me and not feeling, like, upset because I held up a mirror to them or something. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like. I, I've just learned that recently about myself that I've been elevating people above Christ and I don't want to do that. So anyways, that might've been a little bit of a tangent. Hopefully it comes together some way. <laughs> <laughs> a lot yep. of things say you're, le- you're, you're quite the little wise girl there. <laughs> <laughs> um, kind of jumping off of what you were talking about, Paul, he does explicitly say though that he would rather boast in his weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he would rather boast in his weaknesses because he realizes that he is not able to do anything apart from God. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because it's also in the same section or in the same um, um, chapter where it talks about the thorn in the flesh. And... Um, And basically, he was given a thorn in the flesh, which there's tons of debates over whether it was an infirmity, an affliction, something else. It's just there's so I'm not, you know, I'll let others debate on that and everybody can chime in and be like, well, you know, I thought it was this and so forth. And um, personally, I, I believed he was afflicted in a way. Um, But Again, I'm not saying I'm a theologian and I know it all. I mean, but uh, it does talk about um, 
certain issues that he had. And um, I'm just thinking that he was given a thorn in the flesh. And it kept him from exalting himself. And I think we are all capable of doing that. But he even pleaded, <laughs> like, can you take this from me? Please, Lord, can you take this from me? But he said that his grace is sufficient. And um, God's power is perfected in our weakness. So it is a way of being humble when we boast in our weaknesses, especially to the Lord. And um, I honestly believe that there are people that remain afflicted in some way, shape, or form because it keeps them from becoming prideful, but it keeps them in humility. And sometimes it's necessary, and we don't know who, we don't know what, we don't know how, we don't know the stories unless they've been given some personal insight through reading the scriptures and knowing that this is applicable to them and that they've been afflicted and, you know, because they battled with pride, but then there's also people that get delivered from it too. I believe people are, get to the place where they just elevate the Lord more and more and more and their humility, basically they just drop themselves to the feet of Christ always. Um, I think it's, I think pride is similarly to an addiction that many of us can have. It's just pride can be harmful. And maybe the question is, can any good come out of pride? That's a hard one to answer. Honestly, mm -hmm. I think it's a very hard one to answer because that that definition of pride and the way that it just looks it sounds very negative it looks very negative and basically we should maintain a status of humility always before others and before the lord and we're intended to serve god and serve others so it's never to elevate ourselves and there could be that retort of you know, but I'm tired of that and I'm tired and nothing's coming from it and, and so forth. And I'm just, you know, I need to look at myself for once. I need to be selfish for once. I need a this. And the fact of the matter is, is that is the slow decline into a lot of bitterness, selfishness, pride, and then all these other things that come after depression and all these things. It just it's just, it's a downward spiral when we start to tilt our heads or start to believe that way that somehow we need to start focusing on ourselves now because enough is enough, or we need to start doing this for ourselves, or we need to look at ourselves. And that's where I kind of, um, I drop self-care into, which again, another controversial topic, <laughs> because I guess there could be different ways of defining self-care, um, but the way that the world wants to depict this type of self-care is to elevate ourselves and to look at ourselves and look into ourselves as the source of everything 
that we could possibly have and do. And that is also a reflection of pride. So yeah, some people may be like, wow, this is such a downer. <laughs> but I don't see it that way. I see it the more that you remain humble, the more that you're submitted to God, um, the more that you become like him and the more that you think like him and the more that you see, hear, and act like him. And to be prideful, seriously, is just a way of basically bringing probably the worst upon yourself. And if you're not feeling it now, and if you're thinking you're, nope, I've been prideful all this time, or I've been acting this way all this time, I've looked out for myself above all, and, and nope, I'm good. Okay, well, I don't think everything goes on without having consequences or rewards, depending on what it is. I don't think you can go on forever in something without it finally coming to a place of, okay, now you have to reap what you sowed. Like, there's just no way that even if here on earth you don't experience it, there is a judgment day. And that's a scary thought. <laughs> that is such a scary thought uh, to think about that. That even though we get away with things down here, nothing gets away from God's eyes and ears. He knows it all. He sees it all. He hears it all. And so while our pride may tell us, no, I got this. Like that, that simple little phrase like, I got this. <laughs> I don't know how many times I have said that. Guilty. Miss Asia. Raise your hand too. <laughs> I'll raise it only because there's no cameras. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, seriously, it's... Oh, man. I don't know. I'm just... So, Miss Asia, I have a little gift for you because you've been... You're just an awesome little person. You're such a, such a good friend. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so confused. <laughs> confused. But just listen for a moment, yeah? Okay. I made it <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, inside joke. It's a joke, but we're going to totally make it an outside joke so everybody can understand. Wow. has a little segment, and <laughs> it's usually random facts about Masasia. But since we were talking about this prior to recording, I had to do it. Sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So go ahead. Um, tell us your story. And animate it too, like how you did before. <laughs> oh, oh, you're trying to. <laughs> oh, anyways, no, it was just funny because I don't know if you, if some of you guys out there have ever watched um, the movie Shrek. I know it's one of those popular things, and it was one of those things I watched back in the day when I was younger and everything. But anyways, there's this end part that gets stuck in your head. Because it's basically, like, everybody's singing different songs, but it's all, like, mashed together. And it starts with that whole, like, 
I don't know. I was just walking back to my setup here and just started like think like singing that song like I made it through the wilderness. You know I made it through. I didn't know how lost I was until I found you. I'm dancing by the way, but that's besides the point. It pretty much was I stopped and it was like, wait, that could so be about Jesus. <laughs> And it, I don't know, and so now, of course, it's going to haunt me, because my friend here won't let that pass. <laughs> no. No way. And now, whoever listens, they'll also have probably a vivid image in their head of you singing and dancing. <laughs> It'll haunt them, too. But, like, Please it's stop. Okay, but it's okay, though, because... <laughs> They could simply be like, okay, well, that part in Shrek, I could totally think about Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, though, it's just, like, it's funny because it's just something that, like, from your childhood that just comes back and gets stuck in your head every now and then. And so, mm-hmm. I don't know, it just randomly pops up every now and then. And for some reason, this time, before doing the podcast, I was just like, hey, who was in the wilderness that I know? <laughs> Anyways, and I don't know, it just fits. But going back to the topic at hand after that little segment, um, if I can remember, I feel like now I'm like, oh, I'm probably blushing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, great. I tried to make a segue back into what we were talking about, and I'm blanking. (laughs) It's okay. It happens. So... I usually have my segment, and I have Nastasia do my little jingle. So maybe you can do that for me. Okay. Question time with Amanda. Da-da-da. You might cry, but it's usually good tears. Or hopefully. I don't know which word. Clap for Nastasia right now. <laughs> those slow claps. <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Kidding. Yeah, it's just... She's just awesome, you guys. She really is. And she's just animated, and we could laugh, like, all the time. With Seriously. Um, You're so nice to me. So, yeah. <laughs> You're like, and I pay the price all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so, uh, yeah, there are a few questions that I like to ask, and you guys will get more acquainted and knowing that when I ask them, it's to self-examine and it's to go before God and ask him through the power of the Holy Spirit to make things aware to you. So number one, are you battling pride? Number two, do you believe that we must have pride. Number three. Do you believe that there is a positive way of looking at pride? Number four. What do you know off the top of your head that God thinks about pride? And number five. 
does pride truly cause harm? Okay, those are my five questions. And um, yeah, it's self-reflection. It's the ability to go before the Lord and ask him and to help you answer those questions with all honesty. And then what to do with them, what to do with those answers that you receive. Those were good. I liked them. Those nice. They're difficult ones to answer. Yep. Sometimes it hurts to answer if you're answering truthfully. And mm -hmm. I'm feeling it. I'm <laughs> feeling it. <laughs> but it's a good, it's good. I don't know. It is really good. I, I just, it amazes me often what God continues to do and and he will do if you seek him I remember oh I'm sorry no go ahead I remembered um what I was gonna say was I just I just found I just find it so interesting how even when Paul did say he will boast in his weaknesses that it leads not to him but it's leading to boasting in Christ like, instead of being like, oh, yeah, I'm so weak. Look at me go. <laughs> it was like, because God's grace is sufficient. I, I just, I really love that piece of scripture. So I just wanted to emphasize that more, like, just how cool it is. I mean, maybe that's not the right word, but like, to just, he's boasting. But the only time he's boasting is because he's truly just putting his hope on Christ mm -hmm. on display. Like, yeah, I am weak. Oh, God's grace is so sufficient. Mm. When I'm weak, I'm strong because Christ's power may rest on me. You know, I'm getting it a little rearranged, but it's just, it's really good. Um, and one thing that some, like, that has been coming up quite frequently lately is that whole thing of dying to yourself mm. and living for Christ. And... I don't know, it's something that I've been recently praying about after it was brought to my attention and it discontinues to be brought to my attention. And one thing, I don't know if it's maybe possibly encouraging just to hear struggles we go through as well, because we know that God's grace is so powerful and good and and his power and that he's working in us. So I, I found that... um. Uh, a lot of the time is what my natural response to learning something about myself that I don't like. Learning that I, for instance, struggle with pride or learning something about my heart or my mind that is just wicked or sinful. I get frustrated and I believe it stems from pride because I start to think, why didn't I know that about myself already? So that way I could do something about it. And it just goes all on to what I can do. And instead of going into that cycle and getting frustrated, I'm learning to instead express gratitude to God because the fact that I'm even noticing it is the fact that he's bringing it to my attention and, I, uh, and he's working on it. And so I'm starting to learn to try to praise him when I see things about myself I don't like because I know he's doing a good work. So it's almost as though we're so used to doing things in our own strength, led by pride, that when we go about it that way and then we fail, 
rather than acknowledging ourselves for the fact that we chose to do it in our own strength, we instead often, at least that's what I find, at least with myself even, we shift the blame towards God. Why am I going through this? Why did you allow this? How could you guide me into this? Mm. And yet, and so it's almost as if we start to develop trust issues with God, but mm. they really are trust issues with ourselves because we're so used to doing things in our own strength. And then because it's our own strength, we're so used to seeing failure and betrayal and just stumbling and and just all these things. And we start to associate it with God, even though it was done apart from him. And that's just something that comes up. Um, it's come up maybe now the third time in a while. And um, so I don't know, maybe just something to think about and consider and pray about. Um, <clears throat> but seriously though, um, <laughs> having trust issues with ourselves is not a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so we can stop trusting in ourselves because we cannot do it without God. So, yeah, when we have trust issues with ourselves, it definitely starts showing us just, okay, we cannot do this without God. And, yeah, like you said, we could develop this way of turning it to God and blame God for everything. And that's also just another symptom of pride is blaming, blaming and blaming. Um, but, yeah, but eventually it's either you're going to seek after God or you're going to fall away from him. And the truth of the matter is, is if you continue in trusting in yourself, you will continue to stumble and fall. There is nothing that you could possibly build up or do and think that it's going to stay okay. It's going to sustain itself because you're sustaining it. That's another thing is this whole idea that you're dependent upon your own strength and wisdom and knowledge. That's also rooted in pride. And until it gets to a point where you fail, because it will happen, it will. You ultimately fail when you depend on things that are very shaky, that are not solid, because truly the only person that we can solely depend on, that we can stake everything on, because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, is Jesus Christ. And anything that draws us from him has some root of pride in it. It does. So, anything else you'd like to add, Mastasia? Because you always got some good little tidbits in there. Thank you. Uh, I believe there was something that kept coming to my mind during this. Um, but usually, I guess, when I start talking, it's so easy for things to lead into other things. And, <laughs> yeah, so. Rough trails. <laughs> <laughs> so, at the moment, I can't recall what that was that's okay because we did say this was going to be non-exhaustive as well so 
Mm-hmm. Maybe there'll be a part two, part three, maybe part four. Who knows? <laughs> but um, we oh, are- oh. yeah it's funny because when I had started talking the first time I think I was talking about like maybe this might be some encouragement and I was gonna share like a little thing that I went through recently and then I never did because I went into some tangent um anyways it was pretty much it's just interesting because I was saying how like it's been coming up a lot about how you know we doubt ourselves and it's like a daily thing and we live for Christ, you know, and something that I've been praying about and hoping that change would come about in me. And um, I had this week where it felt like I was finally making progress, like like there was this change happening because of the Lord and and that I was starting to learn to take thoughts captive and when I learned something about myself instead of feeling prideful and frustrated that I didn't know it that I couldn't fix it feeling grateful instead for the fact that God's bringing it up to me to see it and to address it and that he's the one working in it and giving me that hope and all of that was well and good and it was and it's and it was going very well but it's interesting because it's almost I don't know if this is the right way to put it but what came to mind is it's almost as though when you starve the flesh and it gets hungrier and hungrier and it's like the the hunger pains get louder and stronger and I the reason I put it that way is because when the weekend finally came after just you know praying constantly Lord what would you have me do with this day that I would die to myself and live for you and like like genuinely want to seek what he would have for me when Saturday rolled around I felt so like almost tired. Like I don't want to have to discern what God would have me do today. I don't want to have to pray about it. I just want to do something for me. Don't I deserve a break? Doesn't God want us to have a break? Yes. So then I just want to do whatever I want to do today. I want to be a little selfish today. I just want to read a bunch of comics and, and, and the real, the real issue that I found myself having wasn't just the fact that I wanted a break, but it was the fact that while I was having the break, I would, like, very subtle thoughts would start to come in. What would God have you do? Why don't you pray with the Lord? Maybe you should be reading. Um, why don't you see? And immediately, I don't want to have to discern. I don't want to have to think about it. I just want to do what I want to do today. I don't want to worry about what he would have me do. And it's just so funny in the sense that that week it was like on fire for the Lord and like making progress and his strength and seeking what he would have me do and wanting to die to myself and live for him. But how easy it is that like the flesh wants to be fed. (laughs) And um, so here I am again uh, trying to keep seeking God and even though there's times of stumbling and even things that I probably still haven't even realized that might need to be learned from that um I still want to keep going forward and instead of fearing that I can't figure it out or do it right or get it right I'm trying to relearn as we so often tend to do how to once again give it over to God and trust him 
that he's bringing this up and revealing these things about me because there's a work being done. And it's um, kind of hard to admit in that. And I don't know, hopefully there's someone out there who um, can take some type of encouragement um, that if they stumble, just get back up <laughs> and acknowledge it. Um, I don't know. There's struggles out there, but that was one of mine. Uh, but your favorite scripture is, my grace is sufficient for you. Yes. Yes, that's so good. Uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, oh. yeah. Okay, so we've reached that time again where we have to say adios, goodbye, <laughs> <laughs> where um, we will pray to close this. And I was actually, Anastasia, would you pray us out? Sure. Awesome. Thank you. Heavenly Father, we come before you now and we thank you for this time that you've given us. Um, we pray that your truth would really penetrate our hearts and be ingrained in our hearts. And if there was anything that you wouldn't have us take away, that you would remove it, Lord. But just thank you so much that you are here and that you are teaching us and working on us, that your grace is sufficient and that you just, even though it's hard, you, there, there are things that we go through, but they, they teach us to lean on you. And that is the best kind of life, a life that is surrendered and reliant on you, the source of everything that we need. You are so good, Lord. I just pray that you would just continue to be with us, Lord and that we would continue to seek you as you would have us soften our hearts and make us um, uh, able to recognize you, Lord. Um, just please be with everybody who is listening and your will be done and in through our lives, Lord. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, everybody. Uh... Thank you again, but subscribe, and if you can, like or comment, and we hope that you join us on the next one. All right, take care. Bye. Bye.